You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, Everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil's Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening, good evening, family. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again. Wow, wow, wow. Last week I was out of the studio. I still called in and I recorded with you guys, but I missed you guys. I missed you. So I am very happy to be back in the studio where the phone lines are open. Yes, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Miss you guys. Thank you for continued listening. And you know what time it is. You know the time. It's Friday. It's 4 p.m. And I'm in beautiful. <laughs> yes, it is. I am not kidding you. I know I say it so often. It may seem like it's a recording. But no, it's me live. And it's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. It's March 5th. Yes, 2021. I'm even going to tell you the date. March 5th, 2021. And it's beautiful in Palm City, Florida. It's about 77 degrees. The wind, a little wind is blowing. The sun is shining. I'm telling you, it's one of the picture perfect day. I know that there, you know, I have a friend who I, 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 I joke with, you know, she, she listens from San Diego, you know, and you know, for those of you who know the weather in San Diego, you know that um, it's one of the places that can really compete with our weather. Outside of San Diego, mm, I don't think anybody else is. If someone wants to challenge that and educate me, I'm willing to be educated. But San Diego, I'm telling you, the weather in San Diego is just fantastic, you know, so... Sometimes I say if I were to ever leave the Florida weather, man, it would be San Diego. And it's so interesting that San Diego, San Diego, it, it, it's a big state, right? California is a big state. And you ask yourself, wow, that area in California, which is so massive, one part of California just has such exceptional weather. Yeah, I know the people in San Fran and other places may want to say it, but no, if you picture where San Diego is, and I think that's what adds to it, because one, one of the things that adds to our Florida weather is the sea, is the sea, you know, we have the sea from the East Coast and we have the sea from the West Coast. In San Diego, I'm telling you, may you ride off that coast, you ride off that coast, you you're driving down from LA, one of the most beautiful drive you could have. If you ever driving from LA and you drive it, drive along that Pacific Highway down into San Diego, oh my gosh. The, for, for people who don't believe or know God, 
that trip will let you see because in Romans 1 it says, you know, that they have no excuse because from the beginning God created and he, by how beautifully made this earth and this universe, oh my gosh, he shows himself. But I can tell you, man, you driving down that Pacific Pacific Highway from Los Angeles to San Diego, you you look at that. that that's God's country. Man. That's God's country. You're looking at the mountain. You're looking at the sea. And the mountain and the sea looks like it's joined together and the cloud comes down. So it's like the mountain, the sea, and the cloud. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you can't see that I miss traveling. I have not I have not traveled since March the 6th. 2020 so 300 yes 364 days i have not traveled you know so so that's what just came out a while ago so but thank you guys for joining us thank you so we are in the month of march you just heard me say it. it's march 5th 2021 so in february we dealt with february was the love month and we dealt with love languages and we talk about insurance. I hope that um, quite a few of you got something out of it. Well, I don't have to hope. I know that for a fact because I've gotten the calls. I've gotten the calls and, um, and I've helped a couple of people answer and address some of the questions and some of their concerns regarding life insurance in the process of helping a couple of others, you know, so... So that makes me very excited that we can provide such a service for you, okay? And here it is, we are educating you because we believe that once someone is educated, then they can make um, better decision, right? They can make better decision. So here in the studio, 772-221-1100. So what are we going to talk about this month? Taxes. Come on. You must know that we were going to talk about taxes. Yes. March and April basically are the tax month. Yeah. Tax month. Tax month. You know, most people look at it and they say, well, tax day is April 15th. Yeah. Yeah. It's April 15th if you only file personal taxes. So when you hear someone says tax day is, is April 15th, it's kind of a clue. It's kind of a clue. If you hear someone say tax day is April 15th, you know they don't have a business. They don't have a business. They don't have a small business. They, they have a W-2. Because uh, April 15th is really tax day for W-2, for W-2 earners. Yeah, you know, but... March 15th, and this is quite shocking to a lot of people. They don't realize that March 15th, in terms of tax filing, is probably more, more important than um, April 15th. In what way? In what way? And, and someone could ask that, in what way? Because here's the thing. Here's the reality. This is just a reality I'm going to give you in the sense that March 15th is the tax filing for corporations yeah you know corporations companies you know and and you may say and april 15th is for the individuals and um c corporation and then you may say well why is april 15 uh, march 15 sometime more important the reality you have to follow the money you have to follow the money in the sense anytime you come to tax filing in the sense that 
who, you, who do you think pays more taxes? You think individual pay more taxes or companies pay more taxes? And you know, some people want to go back and they argue that point. It's not about arguing of a point in the sense that if, because a person, think of this, say an individual is going to pay taxes um, via a W-2. That W-2 was issued from somewhere, right? Yeah, that W-2 was issued from somewhere. It was issued from a corporation, maybe from an independent contractor or whatever it is. So with all things being equal, the person that's issuing that W-2, if they have a thriving business, then that business is going to pay tax and the, the, you know, the business is going to pay tax and then the owner of the business is also going to pay tax. So, so the, j- just pointing out that March, March is just as important. You know, I say more important, but that might be stretching it a bit. But they're just, just as important, March 15th. Right. So, so that, those are filing dates. So, yes, Hubert, we know filing dates. So, why are we going to talk about it? Because I don't want to talk about the filing. The filing, you're going to hear it from everybody else. You're going to hear it from H&R Black. You're going to hear it from Jackson Hewitt. You're going to hear it from TurboTax. Oh, you're going to be bombarded with tax filing. Yeah, you're going to be bombarded. You know, you watch you, you, you watch the Super Bowl, even in the Super Bowl, Turbo. TurboTax had a couple of commercial in the Super Bowl. And it's all about filing. And ask yourself this. Isn't it interesting that when you hear about taxes in the media, whether it's radio, whether it's television, you always hear about tax filing. Isn't that interesting that you, you hear about tax filing but that's not what we're going to fi- talk about today. We're going to talk about tax planning. Because you get tax filing everywhere else. So we're going to talk about tax planning. Why? Why tax planning? Why tax planning? Um, we believe, I believe, my firm believes, that taxes are the number one impediment to your financial wealth. And let me define some things there because someone will hear me say financial wealth and right away they exclude themselves. And I'm going to include them back. Because you can't exclude yourself. You see, your wealth is your wealth. You see, and, and sometimes we have this misconception where it says wealth is measured by this number. There's not a number that says that's wealth where someone says, okay, what is wealth? One million or one billion? Is there, is there, a com- there's no such comparison to determine wealth. There's no comparison to determine wealth. You, you may say, well, you you have a number to de- to to define financial accumulation but financial accumulation really does and, and i know this gonna mess up some people here now financial accumulation does not mean financial wealth 
because then we're going to define wealth. And you know what we're going to do with that definition? We're going to use the Bible. We're going to use the Bible. And I want you to think of a verse, 3 John 2. 3 John 2. What John says, Beloved, beloved, I hope that you prosper in everything you do as your soul prospers. Did you guys get that? Prosper. Prosper. And prosper is one of that word. It's one of that word to where sometimes that word prosper comes under attack. And whenever it comes under attack, I just call it that it's just out of ignorance. Someone hears someone say about prosper or prosperity and they form some conclusion. But a lot of people don't even understand what prosperity means. And that's the sad part. It's a word. It's a word that every believer should understand. It's a word that every believer. I'm not saying every person in the world should even understand the word prosperity. But believers who are believers should understand the word prosperity. Because that's what our God promises us. And there are verses, there are verses to support it. You know, you go back and you go back to Deuteronomy. Well, in John, you know, he says he's going to prosper us and he's going to make us fruitful. And, you know, and we're going to, you know, we have abundant blessings. But then in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says that, Remember the Lord thy God. Remember him. Don't forget him. Don't forget him. Because it is he who gives us the ability to create wealth. <laughs> so you see how I tie that back? Go to Deuteronomy 8.18. Create wealth. So what do you think Jehovah meant in Deuteronomy 8.18? The ability to create wealth. Is it, is it in the sense that a million dollar or a billion dollar is it a number? And I'm gonna I'm gonna re, I'm gonna share some words with you which you should know, but if you don't know, that's why you're the financial literacy show. You know, all right. Take this word. A lot of us know. Shalom. Most people you ask what shalom means. They're going to tell you peace. Yes, that is right. But peace is just one of the word for shalom. If you go back to the original Hebrew word, the original Hebrew word for, 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 for that, that shalom, forgot the word, it's, the word is missing. For shalom, that same word is used for make whole. Be well. You, 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 because you cannot be in peace. <laughs> you cannot be in peace. Like, for instance, I was listening to one of the songs coming up. Um, it's a song that's near and dear to me. It was played about 3.30. And, you know, it's, it's near and dear to me in the sense that, you know, um, I love it. 
but it it messes me up it messes me up also you know like it says whatever my lot you know whatever my lot you know in other words and job said that so best you know job says yeah he slay me but i'm gonna serve him and that song you know we talk about when sea billows roll you know it says whatever my lot whatever my lot and you can even go back to romans 8:28 which ties to it also where it says whatever you know you you you, you know all things will work together for good Romans 8:28 and it comes back and the song ties it where where the line in that song that line just tore tears me up when it says whatever my lot when sea billows rolls whatever my lot whatever it is so we're going to go through things in life but whatever it is he says you know it is well it is well with my soul so wealth you know wealth being whole as your soul prosper all of that comes into that and it's you see it's one line that took me down that rabbit trail because as i said you know our belief is that taxes are one of the number one impediment impediment to your wealth you know so so tax planning so we are in the studio 772 221-1100-772-221-1100. Hubert McIntosh, we're in the studio. All right, answer any of your questions, comments, observations. So as we talk about tax planning, it's easy for sometimes someone to say, well, I don't make enough money to talk about tax planning. But but here's the interesting thing now. If you don't make enough money, tax planning should even be more important to you. Because here's the matter. Take for instance. So I have the tax chart in front of me. We call it a tax triangle chart. So it's like a pyramid. We have a pyramid and we talk about the different tax rates. So... So the tax rates in America, right? Right now, right now, it's threat. Well, I won't use the word threaten because someone may look and think I'm saying it derogatory. I'm not saying derogatory, you know. The tax rates may change. I'm not saying threatened. It may change. It may change. It's proposed that some of it will change. It's proposed. But just because something is proposed, it doesn't mean it will happen, but it's being spoken about, right? But our current tax rate, so I can only talk to you about our current tax rate. So currently we have 10, 12, 22, 24. Somewhere or the other. If you don't fall, and I ask you forgiveness from now, I'm, I'm not meaning to say this is derogatory. But if you don't fall in any of these categories, 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, or 37, then tax planning is not for you. Because if you don't pay any taxes, what are we going to plan about? There's no planning. You, you, you're just not on that chart. And there are 
reasons for people not being on the chart. Different reasons, some voluntarily, some involuntarily, that you're not on the chart. So, unfortunately, you know, we're not speaking directly to you. But I think you can still get something because you may hear something and you may be encouraged to share with someone who may be in that category, right? So 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37, and it has a bracket. It has a bracket. So I'm just taking you back to tax, tax 101, tax 101, understand. Sometimes people hear tax rate, right? That they hear 10%, 12%, 22%. And here's a big misconception, a lack of understanding or ignorance. And that's why we have the financial literacy show. Some people think that the tax rate is the most important thing when you're talking about taxes. What if I was to tell you that's not true? So it's the same thing. I'm going to tie the two of them together. Say, for instance, in investing, when people are investing and they heard, they heard that, well, I can get 7%, 8%, 9%, 10, whatever the percentage that you can get, that shouldn't be the number one thing you're looking at, right? For investments. And we'll talk more about that. So it's the same way now, since we're talking about taxes, the tax rate is not the most important item in, in tax filing and paying taxes. There's something more important, and you're like, Hubert, are you crazy? What can be more important than the, 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 the rate? If I have to pay 22%, I have to pay 22%. What's more important? Sorry to burst your bubble. The brackets. The brackets are more important than the rates. Sometimes the public, and I, 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 and I don't really want to use this word, but I, I don't have a better word to use. Fooled. Sometimes the public is fooled in the sense that where government will tell you, well, we're not going to increase the tax rate. And I see people f are fighting over this. People fighting, different sides, people fighting where one believe the tax rate is going to go up, another believe the tax rate is not, and another one says that blah, blah, blah. It's because of this person are blaming that person, and they use the tax rate. But guess the part that government hides from us? The tax rate is not the most important thing. Sometimes taxes increase, and people don't know that taxes increase. Every time you hear of a tax increase or a tax decrease, that's when you hear about it because then that become a political conversation or whatever conversation you want to call it. But there are taxes. We're, we're getting tax increases sometimes and we don't even know. So let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. All right. So say for instance, say, all right, let's, let's use the numbers then. 10%. 10% for a single person is between, it's, it's, it's under 9,950, 9, right? Up to 9,950, that's 10%, right? For individual. And for a couple, 19,900. 19,900, that's a 10%, right? 
But say, for instance, now, if the, if the bracket was to drop down, say the bracket for a married couple was to drop down from the 19,000, right? To 9,000. So that means the other part higher above, above the 19,000, if it dropped to 9,000, the higher part will go up into the 12% bracket. And I don't want to overcomplicate it, but I'm just showing you how sometimes changing the brackets, government, and I'm saying government, you, you, you know, government's all over, but we're in the, we're speaking about the U.S. taxes at this moment. And so the brackets being changed sometimes can cause a tax increase, and you didn't even know that there was a tax, tax increase. The deductions, the standard deductions, the deductions we get, you know, and the deductions that are there that are not, not non-standard deductions, based on those deductions, you can also have a tax increase. Here's an example. I'm going to use one which uh, may be maybe simple in the sense because the tax rules is not simple. Take property tax. Take property tax. Um, you know, you may be paying property tax of 4000 and you get a deduction for your 4000 and you, you're, you're happy. There's nothing wrong with you being happy. But you have people pay $20,000 in property tax. And you're like, yeah, it could easily be saying, oh my gosh, then you shouldn't feel sorry for them. No, no, you can't take that attitude. You got to go back to the parable of the vineyard. You got to go back to the parable of the vineyard. You cannot begrudge the person that's paying $20,000 in taxes. So if you are begrudging a person because they're paying $20,000 in property taxes, I think you need to repent, check yourself there because then that's not a Christian behavior because Proverbs remind us that we should not enjoy the misdeed or the negative of a person, whether we perceive it negative or not. We should not enjoy that. So as believers, we have to check ourselves there. We have to check ourselves there. And wh why did I use the parable of the vineyard? The parable of, of the vineyard was, you know, this guy goes out and he's hiring workers for his vineyard and he started at 9 a.m. in the morning. So he hired some people at 9, he hired some people at 10, he hired people at 12, 2 p.m. And, you know, he hired people at 4 p.m. And then at the end of the day, he called them together and he's paying them. He paid everybody the same. He paid. And one, the people are getting upset. Hey, you start, I started at nine. This guy came at four and you're paying the same thing. Yeah, but the guy said, but I told you what you were going to be paid and you agreed. So why are you upset? So that is where we go back and we look at the Ten Commandments. And this is what, it, and these commandments are to teach us life lessons. There's a reason why the Ten Commandment was. You, you remember the tent? The tent, what I'm talking about. Covet. Do, do that covet. We should not be coveting what someone else have. That's not Christian-like. I'm supposed to celebrate what you have. You know, I shouldn't be. And I see Christian people. I see we're so guilty of this sometimes. And we're even guilty of it. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. I've been keeping it real and I'm going to continue.
I see Christian people will tell you straight up that they don't like a certain pastor because he or she drives this car. Really? You're going to choose not to like somebody because of the car they drive? That's not Christian-like. I honestly don't believe that Christian-like. You know, if you feel like there should be a problem with a preacher because he drives a certain car or he lives in a certain house and you have a problem with it, then I have a scripture passage for you to help you. I think it will only help you. I think you should take to study Romans 14. Anytime you start thinking about the next person and how bad they are and don't deal with yourself, you go to Romans 14. Because each person, whether it's a preacher or not a preacher or a parashina, each of us will have to account to our master. And we are not each other's master. That's Romans 14, okay? So you've got your, you've got your lessons for today. <laughs> We're in the studio. <laughs> you can tell I'm having fun. Um, Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We're talking about tax planning. Tax planning. So why is it important Tax, taxes, it's one of those things, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a worldly phrase and I'm gonna use a biblical phrase. Because I think when I use both and I can tie it together, tie it together. All right. It it, it it's it's well, it's a biblical terminology. It's not from the Bible. It's a it's a it's a it's a poem by Saint Francis of Assisi, where Saint Francis says you know, Lord, give me, give me, give me the power to change the things I can change, to change the things I can change, and to accept the things I cannot, to accept the things I cannot. But more importantly than those two, change or not change, is to understand the difference. Because if we know what we can change, right? We have a responsibility, right? If we choose not to change what we can change, that's on us. But there are things you and I cannot change. You and I cannot change. And one of the things, <laughs> and I think Joyce Myers talk about this a lot, is it like one of the things about of a bird. We cannot stop a bird from flying over our head. I've heard Joyce use this. We cannot stop a bird flying over our head and drop a drop a load of poop in our head, right? We cannot stop that. But after the bird dropped the poop, are we just going to stay there? We have a responsibility. Are we going to just stay there? Are we going to complain? Are we going to clean it up? So, you know, so we're taking that from the biblical sense, in the sense that no, but I'm going to take it to finance now, in terms of tax planning and finance planning. There's a phrase that we use for financial planning or tax planning. That the, 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 the number one part of your responsibility is to control the controllables. Control the controllables. Never forget this phrase. Very important phrase. And I think whether you're thinking about life, um, taxes or life, 
I think if you remember this, if you remember this phrase, it will serve you well. Whether taxes, finance, planning, you know, any type of planning, control the controllables. Take for instance, even 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 your children then. What 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 the word says? Train up a child, right? The way they should go. Train up a child the way they should go. What's your responsibility? Is to train the child. That's your responsibility. The way they should go. And just because you train that child the way you they should go, do they always go? No. But you can't control that. So that you put to their father in heaven. You do your part and let God do his part. It's the same thing with our taxes and our finance. There are things we can control. So don't sit there and tell me you can't control this and you can't control that. That's not true. That's not true. There are things you can control. So that's what we're going to focus on. That you control the controllables. And in terms of tax planning, there are controllables. There are controllables. I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use a couple of examples. We're working with a lady, right? And we look at the tax return. And the tax return has an amount in um two two A. You know, if you're, 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 I'm just using a reference. Yeah, on the tax form 1040, there's a, there's a line 2A. So there's an amount in line 2A and um, ask the lady, why do you have a number in 2A? Didn't your financial or your previous tax planner told you did they, when they tell you to remove the line from the, the amount from 2A, what, why did you tell them no? Why did you tell them no? She said, well, they never told me anything about 2A. They, you know, so what am I talking about with 2A? 2A is, is interest from municipal bonds municipal bonds interest from municipal bonds and the lady said well i always heard that municipal bonds was good because it was tax-free it was exempt from tax so that statement is part true it's exempt from tax right but compare to a bond that's not a municipal bond. A municipal bond gives 25% less return than a traditional bond. And let me break it down into simple numbers because you're gonna say, oh my gosh, did he say 25% less? Yeah, and sometimes you may even miss what 25% means. And that's why I'm telling you, it's important that you discuss with a professional. And I'm just happy for this opportunity that I can share some of these nuggets with you. And I just pray every day. You know, I pray that that 
you know, as I deliver it, you know, some of the words will fall on good, good ground. I know some ground is going to fall on where it's just going to go. And then before you can even get it, the birds, the birds are going to take it away. I know that. I know that. I know that. So I am not expecting 100% of you to get it. But I am thankful that I get the opportunity to share it. Remember, Jesus talked about the parable of the sower, right? You know, you, you, you know, you, you know, some seeds gonna fall on good ground, some gonna fall on shaky ground, you know, some you know, because guess what guess what guess what's up there? The birds, the birds are out there getting ready to take away some of the seeds that's planted. And you may say, Hubert, there's no bird in my house. There's no bird. Yeah, because you're talking about it literally. But you're going to hear some of this thing I say. You're going to call your neighbor. And you're going to say, you know, I just heard this guy on WCNO said this, that this bad thing about muni bonds and blah, blah, blah. And your neighbor who don't know nothing, your neighbor knows who know nothing, going to say to you, oh, oh, no, that's wrong. What do you think that is? That's a bird. That bird took away. That nugget that you just captured, the bird took it away. The bird took it away. And then you have some others know where we have an enemy. Remember in John 10, 10, it says we have an enemy. The enemy is ready to take away seeds from you that will help to bless you. Because he's not in the blessing business. Satan is not in the blessing business. Satan is in the business of the business of steal, kill, and destroy. So some of this stuff, and I understand that. So, you know, as I pray and I drop these um these seeds, you know, I just pray that they fall on good ground, you know, but I know all will not, you know. So back to that muni bond again, why I'm saying it where you have to understand these things. So don't just listen to people just telling you things in general. So say for instance, if a traditional bond is going to earn you 4% and a muni bond is going to earn you 3%, that's what you got to calculate. You follow me now? So if one is going to earn you 4% and one is going to earn you 3%, that means that 3% is earning 25% less than the 4%. <laughs> All right, we got a caller. Let's see if we can help this caller. Hello, caller, you're on the line. Hi. Um, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling. Thank you. So I was checking, um, I was looking at a few things like um, an ETF mutual index fund and a mutual fund. Is there like a vast difference or can you maybe explain that a little? <laughs> I can give you a general comment. It's not explained so easy. There, there, it's, it's a great question. Let me first tell you that. It's a great question. And there, there are a lot of, you have a feedback. Can you turn your radio down a bit? Is that better? Yes, that's much better. You see, what happened, you have good things within it, and you also have bad things. But a lot of times they're not communicating with you the good things and the bad things. So what happened? ETFs are good. But then you were telling me about an ETF with a mutual fund. But then you get an ETF with a mutual fund included it 
then that just means you just put bad water with good water. So you have bad water and good water being mixed up. So which one is going to get better at the end? You, you, you know, because you have two sets of water in that bucket now. Good water and bad water. And so sometimes it depends how much bad water goes in because sometimes the bad water will drown out the good water. And I know that's just an analogy I'm giving you. But I can give you specific I can give you specific answer. You can reach out to us and I can give you specific answer regarding your situation. Because remember, each each person's situation is different. So it's hard to pick to paint it with a with, with one broad brush. Did I okay, so did, did I did I give any value there? Um I guess so, yeah, because um, I was reading up on it as well online and trying to figure it out. Another quick question is, um, if you're like, if a person is 56 or 57, can they still start a Roth IRA and, you know, um, at that time? Oh, yes, you can start a Roth IRA at any age. That law has changed. Roth IRA, there's no age limitation anymore. A person 70 years old can start a Roth IRA. They're, they have removed the age limitation. There's no age limitation. Great question. So, so the ETF can, so a person can open an index fund ETF Roth IRA or no? You, <laughs> that question, I'm telling you, your question, you ask it, but it's not as straightforward to say yes. Okay. To say yes and no. I'm going to... I sense you driving. So I don't know if you're going to be able to know the office number. Call the office. And they'll be able to give you some direct answers. You have the number to our office? Or if you can stay it on the air. Or okay. The number to our office is 561-332-1111. Five six five six one three three two one seven five five. Okay. Yeah, you call the office, and if you don't get someone when you call, you leave a message, and they will will answer your question there. Because as I tell you, your question is great, but it's not a general answer. So it's not an answer where I can say blah 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 one two three or blah 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 A B C. I have to ask more questions and then we can drill down into it. But I like I like your thought process because you are traveling in some good path. You have some good ideas there. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for calling. You know, I'm so thankful for that caller. The Holy Spirit is so awesome. Because I was speaking on a topic. Remember, I was talking to you. Now, we were just talking about bonds. So that's why I was wondering if that's what she was calling about. Because sometimes people will hear muni bonds, muni bonds, and the terminology is a general terminology, right? And you hear muni bonds, and you hear muni bonds is tax free. But what is tax free? What does tax free mean? And I was going through the example because if the muni bonds is going to give you 3%, right? Even though it's tax-free, but it's giving you 3%, right? And the bond 
that's taxable is 4%. So if you take three from four, one fourth, it's 25% less you're getting with the muni bonds. But what if your tax bracket is 10%? Do you see what I'm saying? If your tax bracket is 10, if your tax rate, sorry, if your tax rate is 10%, why would you give up 25% in revenue to save 10% in tax? It's better you get the money and pay the 10% in tax. So just be, just be careful about broad brush answers when people say this is tax-free. Based on what? What portion? So it's like this young lady called now. And I can tell you, I, I, you, you know, I, I can't wait to share wisdom with her because I'm telling her, her two questions, they are so great. They are so great because she mentioned ETFs. If you are on the right ETF platform, I'm telling you, you can be on an ETF platform and you don't have to worry about the risk of losing any of your money. But you notice I said the right platform because not all ETF platforms are the right platform because then you can have an ETF platform with a sprinkle of mutual funds. Yeah, a sprinkle of mutual funds. And you're going to say, but oh my gosh, Hubert, I thought you mutual funds were good. No, if you think mutual funds are good, it's just because you were not educated. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying it derogatory because you hear something when it says, oh my gosh, mutual funds are great. Is it? Or is it not? So something can be great and then you ask yourself, okay, this is great. What are the fees? There are so many factors you have to factor. That's why you hear me say control the controllables. Because in, in the investment world, there are controllables and there are uncontrollables. So for instance, um, one of them you can control is risk. And you can say, oh my gosh, Hubert, nobody can control risk. Yeah, you may not be able to control risk when you're driving and somebody else did something to you. But you can control your controllable. If you are driving and you are driving in your lane, your lane, and you are driving attentively in your lane. You're doing your control. Does that mean you can't have an accident? No, that's not what we're saying. Just because you're controlling the controllables, it doesn't mean you may not have a mishap. Because sometimes the mishap can come from somebody else. But when I say control the controllables, let's use driving again. So suppose you are driving and you choose to do a text message while you are driving. Are you controlling your controllables? No. You just violated one of the driving laws. And I'm not talking the laws of where to get a ticket. The laws of being in a crash where you kill yourself and you kill others. 
because you were not driving attentively. So it's the same way with investments. You got to be careful when people promise you a certain kind of returns. Because returns in any investment is directly correlated with something. If someone tells you that you're going to get this high return without a risk, they're lying to you. I don't care who told you. They're lying to you. You cannot get maximum return with zero risk. It doesn't work like that. Based on your risk profile, if you say, well, you are willing to lose 20%, then there is a range. We guide people with this. Because sometimes people don't even know their risk profile. Someone, someone says, oh, 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 oh I, I love to take risks. Really? Then let's start talking about your money then. If you have 10000 and then I ask you how much you're willing to lose. And you say, oh, no, 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 I, I, I don't want to lose any. But you just said that you just said that you're willing to take risk. So the question becomes, you have 10000 and your advisors ask you a question, how much are you willing to lose? If you are only willing to lose zero, there are investments that you can still participate in, but the return will be lower. Your return, your expected return, or your probability of return will not be as high as the person who is willing to lose 20%. It's not. It's just a fact. This is not me creating this. This is just life. This is just life. Life has rules. Life has laws. God has created this world. And one of the rules of this world, guess what will happen? The person who plants our souls will reap an harvest. Will reap. It's just one of those direct things. And you're saying, oh my gosh. I have been sowing and I have not been reaping. I don't know, man. I, I would have to really check that out. You, how have you been sowing? Because God makes this. You see, in, in, in Proverbs and Psalm, he talk about that, that the God we serve is so awesome that he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. The guy who's unjust, guess what happened? You know, when he plants, he's going to reap. He's, he's going to reap. So the question is, what will you reap? It depends on what you sow. It just depends on what you sow. You, you know, you can't plant peas and expect to reap corn. It doesn't work that way. It's like um, in 1 Corinthians 9, 9, I think 1 Corinthians 9, 6, where it says, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The temperament you have in sowing, and, and you, you, you may think I'm making this up, the temperament you have in sowing have a lot to do with what you're going to reap. 
take even in the hospital, man, you go into a surgery. And, you know, I don't know any of you have been in a surgery lately, but, you know, most good surgeons, you going into a surgery, believe it or not, and you may not, you, you may not even realize this because this is not something that's broadcast regularly. You know, most good surgeons going to perform that surgery. You know, you know, I've had surgeons tell me that, you know, I can help them if I pray. Imagine that. Imagine that. Isn't that, isn't that a fantastic experience? No, here you're in surgery. You're going into surgery. And the guy who's going to perform the surgery is telling you that if you pray, you can help him. You see, you, you see, a lot of times you don't hear these things because that's not news. News are negative and bad. You, you don't hear these good things on news, but I am telling you and I am telling you from personal experience. I'm not telling you from something Mrs. Jones or Mr. Jones told me. Where the doctors say, man, you know you can help me if you pray. The anesthesiologist. You know that guy or gal that comes in and they put that thing in you. They put they they put that thing in you in you you know where uh, and you go off to sleep man. Listen man. Hey, the anesthesiologist is, is putting in that thing right. I'm telling you you know, you know before you put that thing that you you know. Oh, l let me say a word of prayer for you, man. Anesthesiologist, oh my God, God bless his soul, man. Anesthesiologist says, man, man, hey, I cannot do with no with more with more, man. The more you praise, the better. These are experiences, you, 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 you know. So, so what I'm saying is that, so we're talking about sowing, sowing and reaping, and sometimes you'll hear even a surgeon finishes a surgery, and uh, you know. And, you know, the surgeon will be telling the family members, you know, hey, the surgery went well, the rest is up to the person. Have you guys heard that? He says the surgery went well. I did my part. What did the doctor is telling you that he or she did? He did the controllables. He took care of his part. So us getting well, we have a responsibility also. Yeah. Your attitude, your attitude will help, you know. And I'm saying this, I'm, you know, I'm speaking to myself too. Now, don't, don't think I'm throwing rocks at people. No. I'm talking to myself too. As I'm, I'm talking to you guys, I'm talking to myself too. So I do this financial literacy educational, and you're thinking the education is just for you. The education, you, you know, I'm speaking to myself. This is just reminding me of things as I... As I speak some things, man, the Spirit, hey, let me tell you, man, hey, the Holy Spirit, man, the Holy Spirit quickens you, man, the Holy Spirit quickens you, because, you know, you know, sometimes you're speaking, you know, when I'm speaking on the radio or speaking on Zoom or speaking in person, you know, sometimes you say something, man, and you're saying this, and then the Holy Spirit just reminds you, hey, you need to check that in your life also. The Holy Spirit is just so awesome. Holy Spirit reminds you now because you're talking to people. I think. So when I'm telling you, when I'm talking to you, 
Don't think I'm just talking to you to talking to you. We're going through this experience together. We're going through this educational experience together. So let's come back to the phrase, control the controllables. All right? So it's easy. Let me let me give the number again. We, time is up on us, but let me give the number again. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. Maybe we have time for one more call. But let's still wrap up this with the controllables. Here's the thing now. Remember, using control, the controllables, and using the prayer of St. Francis. Remember what St. Francis says? What's more important? We can change the things we can change, or we can accept the things that we cannot change. But what's more important? You know, you know the more important thing is to know the difference? Because guess what? If we don't know the difference... We, we, we may be fighting a battle that we cannot. We may be fighting a battle we cannot. So that's why I encourage you also, like St. Francis, know the difference. Strive to know the difference. Because when you know the difference, then you're not going to have a personal conversation. Most of my friends, the people who know me well, they'll tell you my favorite song. Yeah, I have a favorite song. I have a favorite song in the entire world. And yes, you're going to say, yes, Hubert is a believer and he's going to tell his favorite song. No, I love Great is, that, great, is, great is Our God also, but that's not my favorite song. My favorite song is Man in the Mirror. My favorite song is Man in the Mirror. It's not a spiritual song. It's not a spiritual song. So don't get holier than me, holier than thou and spiritual than me. And that, oh my gosh, here this a believer and he's going to tell me this secular, secular song is his number one song. Well, you go on YouTube and you look up the lyrics. Go look up the lyrics. And after you look up the lyrics, you call me back next week and you tell me if it's a secular song. Because I guarantee you most of you don't even know, know the lines of that song. Go into YouTube. Choose man in the mirror with lyrics. And when you read those lyrics, call me next week and tell me if it's a secular song. Oh my gosh, the time is up on us. The time is gone. I just want to thank you guys. I miss you guys. I love you. Thank you for joining us. Just stay tuned. Remember, you can go on the on demand and get the recording. Take care. Have a good evening, a good weekend. I see you next week. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SofaUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go.